Four Midwest Guys presents... Star Trek Picard Review And welcome back to Picard Review. Uh, today we'll be uh, reviewing episodes nine and ten, uh, the uh, the finale, if you will, or put them back to back. That would be the name of the episode is Et in Arcadia Ego, uh, parts one and two. Be uh, episodes nine, ten, parts one and two. So uh, this is one big episode to end the Picard uh, Star Trek Picard season one. Mm -hmm. um, before we start that though, you probably wonder why did it take so long uh, for us to do nine and ten? Uh, well, a little thing happened in the world called uh, COVID nineteen, and uh, we kind of disappeared and uh, did our own things, and uh, we obeyed the rules, and uh, we're still obeying those rules. And but we found ways to do things online now, so. Hopefully we'll be back. Uh, if we can't do it in person with each other, if uh, things uh, get bad again, we can at least yeah, if they uh, escalate. Now that things have been, uh, you know, they've gotten a little lenient on the way that things can happen. We're back. We're back for now. For now, and if not, we think we figured out an online way to do it, maybe. So hopefully we're good from this point forward for you. So it's where we've been. Just wanted to let you know, and we're back. And hopefully you'll you'll turn tune back in and tell your friends about us and uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, so, but let's jump into, uh, first of all, I'm sorry, Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing yeah. good. Yep. Never, never, uh, never got hit by the, uh, the virus, but, uh, Me neither. Thank God. Yeah. But, uh, you know, did, did my, did my part for the, uh, the social distancing and everything else and. Right. Me yeah. too. So now I'm glad to be, that's, that's over for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause let's, that, let's that hope was, it goes away and yeah, stays away. That was, that was rough. Yeah. God willing. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But uh, that's where we've been. And uh, hopefully that'll be, uh, you know, we won't have to talk about it anymore. You know, we can get back to, we'll say complete normalcy. But, uh, Heck yeah. You know. I, I want to talk about complete normalcy. Uh, well, I would love to talk about complete normalcy. So. <laughs> let's do complete normalcy, please. <laughs> All right, then. Well, let's get into the episode, then. We'll get right back to normal. All right. So, uh, right off the bat, you might be wondering what et in Arcadia Ego is. I did a little investigating on this, and uh, apparently it was two paintings uh, done basically in the 1600s. Uh, one shows two shepherds looking at a skull of a dead shepherd uh, with the ET phrase, with the uh, et, uh, et in Arcadia Ego on there. And uh, basically it translates to, I too was in Arcadia. Now Arcadia uh, is basically being described online as like a utopia land for shepherds. 
So it kind of relates to the organics in the sense with the sense being the shepherds kind of looking at the uh, the dead shepherd skull, which would be the organics, and that they went before them to try to learn from them. At least that's my interpretation after doing a little bit of background on, because I thought that was an unusual title. Yeah, and, it was very unusual. Yeah, so I thought I'd do a little digging. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Brian? You're you're a little bit more artistic and have a little bit more artistic uh, background than I do. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I look also look at it as the, um, you know, you look at the two shepherds looking on at a you know a skull of a shepherd. Mm -hmm. You know, it could also be the um, could also be the synths mm -hmm. looking at the well, the dead Sith. You know the, what I mean? The, the, yeah, the ones. That yeah, the forth. one, the ones that already died, because mm -hmm. uh, they're it's their utopia essentially where they're at. Right, it is. It's very much a Garden of Eden. Um, so you could also look at it from that aspect where it was. It's their, they're basically coming of age, um, you know, finding their place. You know, mm -hmm. you know, their the, their ancestors are laying the groundwork that they're coming up on. Ah, okay. Kind of, kind of something like something similar to that, and we get some of that in this. Yeah, we get a lot of that in actually, in, yeah. in these last two episodes. So yeah, that's a good interpretation. I like that one. Um, so a little food for thought there as we as we move forward. Um, big thing with these episodes that we've had in every other Picard episode so far that we don't get in these last two episodes. There's no flashback. There's, yeah, I don't think there was room for them. Yeah, they. They, they basically said, this is it. We're going to wrap up the story, and it's going to take two episodes as it is. So, And we've set all the groundwork that we needed to set, which is what the flashbacks have done. So from here on out, no more flashbacks. No, yeah, we didn't, nothing we, else we, we didn't have flashbacks, but we did have a lot of um, uh, continuous storylines running at the same time that we kept bouncing back and forth between. We did, yes. Uh, we didn't have a ton of that in the, in the past episodes. We did get the flashbacks. Yeah. And this one was basically like, everything's happening right now bounce back and forth between everything and then we have to because they have to wrap it up and yeah. tie it up but yes uh but all right so let's let's dig into episode nine part one uh it kind of starts off with the travel through the borg uh transwarp drive conduit uh it's a bumpy ride for everyone except for dr gerardi uh who's kind of freaking out <laughs> what did you take on that with her just because everybody else is think it's cool i think soji had a big smile on her face everybody else was just at an amazement it's one, well, it's, it, it reminded, she's yeah. losing her mind. Yeah, well, it reminded me of one of those, um, you know, when your first boat ride, you know, do you get seasick? Ah, <laughs> there you go. That's good, um, good comparison. Yeah. You know, like one of those things, like the other people, you know, you got your adventure seekers, your mm. roller coaster riders, right? And then you got your people who this is their first time on a roller coaster ride, so they're kind of, they have that different reaction, right? So, but they did. I think Picard even said they ended up traveling 25 light years in 15 minutes or something yeah. ridiculously crazy, which is like warp 25 or something. Yeah, like it's cr yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, so yeah, quite a bit of distance in a short period of time. So, um, they arrive at the android home and they call it Capulus. Uh, Capulus. Capulus. That's it. Thank you. Uh, did some research on that because you know me; it's an unusual name. So apparently, Capulia is a 1966 movie based on a 1860s ballet about a doctor or scientist in a Spanish village that makes mechanical dolls that he passes off as real. So it relates. It's 100% it relates. relates. So there you go. So there's always, you know, these Star Trek writers always uh, try to pick uh, cool names that are somehow relatable. Uh, so but uh, so we also find out, though, that Narek uh, follows them back. Um, and also the... The Borg Cube comes out of the Transconduit as well. Um, and there's this kind of brief giant space battle. <laughs> and then, which is kind of, which is cool, but as soon as the Borg Cube comes up and you think the Borg Cube's going to kick some ass, 
giant orchids show up in space. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was very interesting. It was you know what really thought I thought was very interesting was that a planet of robots uses organics as, as their shield. Yeah, they're using something organic or right. organic. Right, right, uh, Whereas yeah. like the Earth, yeah, uses robotics or, or machinery to protect itself. To protect the organics. Yeah, it was kind of completely reversed. Reversed where the androids. That's a good analogy. I didn't think about it like that. I was really disappointed in the orchids. Um, I really wanted to see the space battle. <laughs> Being the, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I like the wars part of it. Um, but that's a good. I hadn't thought about that, so a little reversal there uh, could very well be the uh, the reason we get the the orchids. But the orchids, um, they basically uh, they take out. Not only do they take out Picard, Rio's ship, and they take out Narek, and they also take down the Borg cube. So these things are not. Um, they're not just pretty. They're, right, but we also find out that there's not a lot of them. Right. They don't have a ton of them to use, but the ones that they use are effective because they took down a Borg cube, which, in my opinion, although a damaged one, still... Right, we still watch that Borg cube go, get, tear through the through, Starfleet. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it's like, it's like wow, just to, to see that power... And then again, it also, it also goes back to that, um, you know, life finds a way kind of thing where it's like, you know, trust, trust Earth or trust your planet. It knows what it's doing kind of thing. Yeah. And that's basically what it was protecting itself, essentially. Essential, well, they made them, but yes, yeah, yeah their inspiration yeah. was organics, yeah. So, very Star Trek-y, I guess, I, thing to do. Well, yeah, it <laughs> the goes, more I think it, about it. Well, yeah, it goes back to Star, Star Trek. It's always been one of those pushing the lines Line, of, yeah. of uh, you know, what's going on in the world, you know, with the climate change, change and everything else, and, and then, you know, listen to Mother Earth and everything else. Earth. So they kind of put that in here a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That's good. Good, good points. Um... So during the crash, Picard passes out, and he says, and when he passes out, he says, thanks, everyone, for coming, uh, while he's passed out. So he's like, he's he's in a coma state, but that's what he says to everybody, which at the time, because I hadn't seen part two yet, <laughs> at part one, I'm like, aha, my data theory. Data's in there. That's data talking. And Picard, that's not Picard just saying that. That's data's memories coming out. He's thanking everybody for, for right. joining him along the way right which i really think was a storyline at one point i hope i think they changed it i wish it would have been i think they changed it like I, you, you, I, like I, I put that in our notes for when i talk about my like as a whole for the series yeah but it was just yeah it was one of those like it was one of those moments like you said was like ooh, are we gonna get it and then it was like no you're like mm, okay yeah they went a completely different direction obviously but at the time i'm like oh yeah that completely that, that makes sense why else would he say that why else would he say that obviously Obviously, it's it's data coming out while Picard's out. He's coming through. He's trying to communicate. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But uh, anyway, Girardi does confirm when he does get to sickbay that his brain aneurysm... Well, they, they just call it an anomaly. They never really give it a name, I guess. Um, is uh, in its final stages. Um, and that... Uh, and then he goes on and basically tells the crew the same thing. And if anybody says anything, you're going to piss me off. Uh, so don't bring it up again. Right. Essentially. Those are the rules that Picard's playing by. Uh, don't feel sorry to me. Don't talk to me about it. That's it. That's yeah. We're just going to go on like we're going to win. Yeah. So typical Picard, which I, I thought that was fitting to his character. Um, they decide to go explore the crash cube. They do find 7 of 9 and Elnor did survive along with a lot of the XB the ex uh, Borg mm -hmm. are there. Um, 
they use those long-range sensors and the Vatdash Romulan fleet. There's they're about 24 hours away, and they say there's only 218 more birds. That's all. Right. Yeah. And one of them is being driven by O. By O. O is in command. Yeah. Apparently, which we find out later. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, 218 warbirds. Um, they're not screwing around. No. Um, well, you got to think that the the, uh, the synthetics were the ones that uh, that's the only thing the Romulans were scared of. Yeah. So yeah. they're coming at full force trying to get rid of them with everything they got. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, they did. They they we we did find out you know previous episodes that they, they were the ones that charged on the track on Mars. Yeah, they were behind it. They yeah. were behind it, and yeah. uh, was because they wanted to get they wanted to get rid of the synthetics yeah. because of what they saw in a the apocalyptic vision, yeah, the vision, yeah, the doomsday. And so now that they have a chance to wipe them all out, that's what they're that's their yeah, and they're not screwed around. That's, no. that's 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 not just a force to wipe out another fleet of ships or take out one or two ships or one city. I mean, that's enough to t destroy the entire planet. Yeah, you know, not like Death Star wise, but literally lead the planet barren wasteland yeah no no life whatsoever um then uh then the next next scene which i thought was interesting is picard says goodbye to seven and nine and elnor uh, El, El, yeah elnor and uh but when he goes uh when he's going to leave seven and nine goes uh you know don't don't stop saving the galaxy or something like that and picard turns him and go i leave that up to you now so he's almost no, he's, he's aware that he's dying. He's aware that his time is coming to an end, and he's basically passing the baton. And he said because he says, "I'll leave that to you." I believe is his. Yeah, what well, kind of? It kind of felt like, like, um, like they were trying to set up a seven of nine series. Kind of, you yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Like, 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 bring this. If they like, like, to. like it was like, I'm gonna leave that up to you to go on your own journeys. Both to of have, you yeah. to have more episodes. For another Star Trek series, without actually coming, across, without actually saying, and actually announcing, hey, coming in fall, seven of nine, seven of nine, and yeah, Elnor, you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, the Elnor seven of nine series, um, you know, Lost Board Cube, yeah, come see it, uh, no, yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, he was basically, yeah, he's 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 giving every, he's like, it's up to you now, that mantle, that job, that mission that I, was mine is now yours. He's basically empowering them. Right, because well, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that uh, Elnor was a—he's uh, part of the uh, the, I fi the fighting nuns, the uh, the good Romulans, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the anti vatash yeah. So he was part of them, and and Seven and Nine became a ranger, right? You know, to help the help the galaxy. So it kind of felt like you know he's giving it on to a new team of superheroes, if you will, well, that were going to go patrol the galaxy. Yep, and try and save it. Like yeah, yeah. And that's what that's why kind of that's what I gathered from it. Now I really hope, um, you know, after everything's said and done, I really I hope that they connect back again. I think it'll come back in season two. I would think. That, that's especially if they're going to spin off. That's, I, that's yeah. what I'm hoping. hoping it comes back. Yeah. Um, and, and they they reconnect mm -hmm. to be, become part of this crew again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll be in season two because they're there at the end. So which, which we'll get to. Um, so uh, they finally arrive at uh, Capellius Station, which is basically I got Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden <laughs> for androids. Uh, we see the androids are playing with soccer balls, essentially. That they're they, it's a place of learning. It's a place where they're just developing as as uh, creatures, as well synthetic life, right? Right. Yeah. Like yeah, it's literally a garden for them. They're they're very... Uh, they have no worries. Yeah, they have very little worries. Very naive to the world. Very much like children. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like like I said, like a garden of 
Eden, if you will. Um, we also see that some of these androids look more like Data than Soji. So Soji looks completely human, but there are others uh, like Ar Arcania and um, Sultra, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, but they look more like Data. They have Data's skin, skin and some just have Data's eyes. That you know, yeah. They have the android eyes. Uh, so they're, they're much more android-esque looking. Now, does that mean that they came beforehand, or did they just simply do that with Soji and her sister because they were putting them undercover. I, I, That's what I think. I, I think yeah. I think it was um, they they were um, evolving, mm -hmm. and so like um, um, what's her name? What's the what's the the, the one at the very end? Name Sultra. Sultra is the one yeah. the, the Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the one I call her. Vulcan. Yeah, <laughs> Vulcan android. So anyway, so she was you could since she looked just like the other ones, but she was um, more data esque. I think she came. She was the like version 2.0, and like the other the girls were 3.0. 3.0. Yeah. yeah, like they came later, mm -hmm. and he was just trying to perfect upon what. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every yeah. time, trying trying to make them more more human because that was Data's goal. Goal was to become more human. So that was actually what you know, Doctor. Uh, mm -hmm. Whatever his name is. What what is his name on the show? Because uh, it wasn't Data. What was it? Oh, you're talking about uh, Brit. Uh, yeah, uh, not soon, but uh, are you talking about? Is Alton? it soon? Soon's the new character. It gets introduced. Alton Indigo yeah, yeah. soon. Yes. Yeah, who's, yes. Who's the, the son of whoever? Son of Doctor Soon. Yeah. Who is, who's Data's creator? So this yeah. is actually Data's biological. Well, he, he's the he's a biological version. He's, he's he's human. Yes. He's the son of Doctor Soon. In yeah. a way, he's Data's brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. not, he looks just like Data, except he's older because he's aged like a normal yes. human would. Yes, and I, I think and, I think uh, you know. And he's played by Brad Spiner, so yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's who you're talking about. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we've got. So let's talk about him real quick. Oh, one other thing is they're all in pairs. Like the only ones you don't see in pairs are the ones that have already been killed. So, so Soji Dash. What was it? Dash. Yeah. Soji and Dash. The Dash obviously isn't there, and then. Uh, Sultra, who is was uh, Jaina, who is the one Rios met on his ship, the one that got killed. So that was mm -hmm. that pair. Jaina yeah. is obviously missing, but right. they have Sultra, who yeah. we'll talk about as well here in a minute. But let's talk about Alton Indigo Soon. He is the biological son of Doctor Soon, uh, Data's creator. Um, he comes across, um, I think, even Data when we get later in part two calls him. Uh, not to give out too many spoiler alerts, but um, it's okay because we're doing I both think, together. Yeah, I uh, calls the soons an acquired taste, and he's definitely kind of an acquired taste. He's a little bit of an odd person, to be sure. Um, well, it's one of those like like you, we know data. Yeah, he looks like data, so we was you know we, we want, want him to, to act like data. yeah we want him to assume that he's always going to be out for the good. Right. But some some stuff he does comes across like he's out for e himself. Evil scientist. Yes, very much so. Or he's out for his own. Yeah, survival. Let's yeah. just say. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah. Um. And he's kind of looked at as the the father of the community, and uh, by all the androids as well. So he's kind of the father. Well, because he is the creator of them. Right. Because he's continuing his father's work. Yep. Essentially. Um. So uh, we bring in that brings us into. Uh, uh, Sultra. Now, Sultra is again. She looks a lo lot more like Data. Her skin is more yellow, yellowish. Uh, she has Data's eyes, the greenish uh, eyes. 
Um, the thing that's different about she is the uh, the twin of she's Jaina's twin, so the one that got killed on Rios' ship again. So this that's the Sultra. But the thing that's weird about Sultra is she studied Vulcan culture to the point where she has mastered the mind meld, um, which to me is kind of like I never. I've never looked at the mind meld, and I'm going to get all Star Trek and nerdy here for a second, but I'm for me, I've never looked at the mind meld as a thing that you can learn from just reading the books. That it is something that is the spiritual side of the Vulcans, and then that's something unique to the Vulcans because it's a, it involves the spirituality part of it. And that somehow that an android even one that is advanced as Sultra can somehow, I don't know, master the mind meld. It, 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 I feel like it's reaching a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, when you go to that aspect of it, um, it does seem more like the mind meld was part of more of like a Vulcan religion Yeah. than it was Vulcan, you know, taught. Right. Um, yeah. Like, because like, not everyone could do the mind meld. Yeah. Even as Vulcans. But it was the more the ones that were more highly um, the ones trained, trained and highly religious, kind of like in, in in touch. Yeah, with that spiritual yeah, side of yeah, their, their it, being. I, I just yeah, like like you said, I I didn't I didn't understand. I was like, what? It was I, it was a very convenient plot. Yes, line. like when I saw, it, I was like, what? And then and then to go from there to the, she knows what to build for the, like the coordinates were part of the yeah the, the doomsday message. Yeah, like like whatever. <laughs> I was like, thanks for trying to put 17 episodes into two. Yeah, yeah. So I had a real hard time with that. Um, I'm still having a hard time with that. But anyway, uh, one thing I did predict uh, when I did uh, uh, the uh, episode seven review, I, I I said I had one theory that that I thought the message was too complex for uh, even the the Romulans to and and uh, to to grasp. Mm -hmm. That, that, that it was just too far too complex. Well, that turns out that's true because Sultra was able to get not just part of the message that... Yeah, she was able to comprehend the whole thing. The whole thing. She got the entire message. Which was even weirder because it's like... So then she's like, oh, so now they're going to come and try to kill us and blah, 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 and this is what's going to happen, so we need to you know, eradicate them before they eradicate us, and it's just like, wow. It, it's... It, it, yeah, it, it goes very deep, very quick, um, but it's... We find out that we have... We're introduced basically to a whole new species um, out there in this episode. They call themselves, in the message, you hear themselves call themselves the Alliance of Sith Life. Yeah. Again, the Alliance of Synth. I'm sorry, Sith. Yeah. <laughs> Alliance of Synth Life. So the Alliance of Synthetic Life. I'm going to call them a ASL for short. Yeah. Probably for the rest of this. Uh, but they're out there waiting for the new synths to come along and to contact them through this beacon slash portal device. So in a lot of ways, the Vadash are right that the message says that the sense will evolve as organics, and that the or the, uh, the, the as the sense evolve, their, their evolution will be will become so advanced that the organics will want to annihilate the sense. And basically, everything they were telling us is almost. I'd say ninety percent true with the exception I know, it was of really, it was, going down to the sense themselves. It was really weird because you're like the whole the whole thing. You're like, you know, down with the Romulans and down with this, and you're like, like and all of a sudden they're right. And then, and then you're like, you're like, wait a minute, which side are we on? Yeah, who who are we rooting for here? Yeah, because you know, our as we're watching this, these last two episodes, you know, at one point you've watched the first eight, and you're like, okay, yeah, screw the screw the Romulans, screw the you know, we're, we're out for humanity and blah blah blah. Yeah. 
And then you're watching the last two episodes, you're like, they just, wait a minute. They just flipped it. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't want them to win now. I want <laughs> human. I want humanity to win. I'm still on humanity's side. <laughs> <laughs> so you're watching, you're like, yeah. Because basically the ASL, the Alliance of Synth- Synthetic Life, says we will come, contact us, we will come, and we will come in, and we will destroy all organic life for you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come rescue you. We'll, clear, we'll, we'll clear the slate. We'll, and we'll it's like, wait a minute. That means all. That means all organic life. Yeah. Not just the ones that are arguing with you. It was all. All. Everything. Everybody. Yeah. Everywhere. So everything, and we'll get in a little bit more when Narek starts talking about their version of Armageddon. We'll talk about it more then. But, uh, but yeah. So it turns out that this ASL, this Alliance of Synthetic Life, is a bad guy. Uh, and not just a bad guy, but like they're like... Doom- they're like the Terminators. Uh, I was gonna say, some, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, it's like Doomsday. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. they represent. They're they're basically the T one thousands and the the what is it? Yeah. What, was it um, Skynet? Skynet. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. They're the Skynet of of the uh, um, of the Star Trek world. Because and they Star Trek just introduced Skynet. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. And they're not only are they. Uh, are they that? But they're extremely powerful. If they can come in and wipe out all organic life, this makes them a bigger threat than the Borg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how how deadly they they could be, or at least from their message that we think they are. Anyway. Um. Uh. So we move to the next scene, and we see Picard is trying to contact Starfleet, and he's trying basically to declare asylum. For Capellius, or for Capellius, yeah, yeah, uh, because under first contact rules, there's some sort of asylum or protection if they. But, and that would that would make them uh, have to be a life form, right? Like, so they have to be declaring them as a life form, that as is, a civilization, and that he's make force first contact, and therefore they fall under protection of this yes. of of Starfleet. Yes, and it's basically a big political. UN kind of yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. His, it's, his, it's his last card he could play. Yeah. Um, because he can't just get, otherwise he doesn't have Starfleet's black backing and they and if they refuse then Starfleet has done what he wanted them to do and yeah you know yeah. basically collapse on itself because he's he's upset with Starfleet the way they acted mm-hmm. so it's one way or the other either you're going to come help me and we're going to do this or you're not going to do it and then everybody's going to see that you didn't do it right and then it's history repeating itself again there yeah. or, or that or not you know yep. will they redeem themselves or not yes, yes. very good points uh so we move on, and uh, obviously we get Soji confronting Narek. Uh, they capture Narek. Obviously, uh, there's a scene, and she goes and confronts him. Um, she wants to kill him, but she decides not to. Um, That's weird. And she even acknowledges that, in his own strange, twisted, fucked up way, he loves her. And, yeah. Yeah, and she believes him. Oh, I, I believe I, too. I do too, because he's that screwed up in the head. He's yeah. trying to kill the thing that he loves. Yeah, well, I, and he only loves it because it's taboo, though. Well, I, I think I, I think it was more it was more of those it was what fell in line with one of those like you fall in love with those because you, you, you got so close mm-hmm. and you just become you become invested in that and you don't want that to end. It's kind of similar yeah. to um, you know it's kind of similar to our relationships where um, you know you become that close to someone and despite the negativity and everything else, it's that companionship that you're like. But I'm I'm just comfortable with mm-hmm. us being together, regardless of the fights or whatever. We do have those other little other things that connect mm-hmm. us, and they both were connected to a lot of the um, the the history and learning of the history and everything else. And they both the process. Yes, yeah, so they both were like 
connected to those things. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that's where his mind is. Okay. Is, is the, uh, you know, he doesn't so much, the synthetic part is what he hates. But he knows she's past that, and it's that, that um, humanity, the part. humanity part of her that he's connected to. Hmm. See, I see him much darker. I see him much more twisted. I see him, he only loves her because she's forbidden to him. Yeah, he, I like, think he like gets, the forbidden fruit? Yeah, he gets off on that. I, that's, oh, I don't doubt that. that, 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 that but I, he also sleeps with his sister. So well, we think he does. I'm pretty positive. I'm hopefully not, but I'm pretty positive. <laughs> but I don't even think about it. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> la, 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 la. I'm pretty positive. Either that. Or, I, mean, I hope. I hope they're not even related. <laughs> I hope they are not either. Because be <laughs> that was kind of weird. Yeah, more than weird. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Sultra sees this opportunity. She plots and uses Narek to kill Arcana. Uh, Who's the the synth? By the way, we meet at the very beginning when they the butterfly the, one. Yeah, the butterfly one. Um, and I didn't know what her name was. Yeah, uh, and they they she basically they kill them. They use it to sway no, Soji's decision to contact the ASL the uh, alliance and build the beacon. Yeah. Like, and build the beacon uh, because basically up to that point when she sees that she's killed, she's like, I could have killed him. Why didn't I kill him? I should have killed him. So even though, but even there's a scene even there with her and Picard debating the issues of whether to take life or not. She's on the fence, and this is what sways her to go towards the beacon, right? And do I to basically say organics? Now is this is this the, is this the one where we see where like obviously it wasn't Narek that killed her? That's later. Okay, yeah. But but up it's to been this a while. Point, we it's think been it's, a while since I've seen it. Yeah, we <laughs> think it's we think it's Narek up yeah. to this point. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, then uh, obviously when Picard learns of the plan he denounces the plan and he offers them the alternative with making the same basically he's making the same promise he made to the Romulans uh, he basically says I have a ship we can get you out we can move you to safety I'll be your advocate for Starfleet I will speak up for you blah 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 it's essentially the same yeah. damn thing that he did for the Romulans and trying to evacuate Romulus and that whole disaster, which wasn't totally his fault, but he's basically making the same promise to now to the, the synthetics. Uh, and basically, Alton hears all this, knowing what happened, calls his bluff and calls him out on it, and goes, "They didn't listen to him before. Why would they listen to him now?" Yeah, you know. And he basically yeah. puts the whole thing back on Picard again, even though it's not his. I still don't say it's all 100 percent his fault. His his fault was walking away. Well, yeah, it wasn't but, Picard's fault. No, no. But he basically, Alton makes it out. And, and because Picard walked away, he sees he still sees that as a sin. And therefore... Yeah, he tries to he, make it his way. Yeah, and that's 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 just the problem. You know, he and he has... They basically put him under house arrest after that. Um, I don't know. Any other feelings on that, that whole the scene there? I, maybe you caught something I didn't. No, but it also... I mean, also, it's, it's one of those... Then, then that's, that's kind of where you start getting the... Alton's out for himself. Yes. Um, this is very much about Alton. Be, right. Yeah. yeah, because up to this point, Picard and Alton are the only two humans. On the planet. On the planet. All of a sudden, he just along, turns against the other human? Well, along, well, Dr. Girardi's there. But, but, but we're about to talk yes, about that. But you, know, but, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, it was like, it was like how, there's only, we'll say, well, the three of you. How are you going to turn on the only other human there? Like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so, and so what happens is because Alton, because we've seen the scene where Alton reveals he's built this golem, or essentially this synthetic human being. Yeah, human. 
human, creature. Yeah, human-esque body. Body uh, that he needs help to transfer his mind from himself into the body, and that's why he built the body. But he needs Dr. Girardi's help to do that because she's the the expert as far as the mind transfer. He says he does mostly bodies. He doesn't really do. Yeah, but, and, that, and that's and that's she said that uh, yeah. in the very beginning of the whole series. Mm -hmm. She said that her and uh, soon Maddox, Maddox, Matt, Maddox. Yeah, yeah, her her and Maddox. Um, she did one part; he did the, the other. other. Right, and they both learned from, um, uh, whatchamacallit's technology, soon's technology. Soon, yeah. And and she did one part; he did the yeah. other. Yeah, and what's funny is is in in, in uh, so in a very surprise, Gerardi basically says, "I will help you do that. I will help transfer your essence, Alton, so that you, you will survive the coming apocalypse because you will now become a synthetic." But I will sacrifice myself in the process because obviously they're going to kill me because I'm an organic, which is strange. And then you get the whole Sultra thing to Girardi. It's like, would you die? Because he goes, well, she is maybe the closest thing to your mother. And then Sultra goes, would mother die for her children? Will you die for us? And she says, yes. I know. And that's when and I was like, like, whoa. Like, okay. Like, I knew she was like, you knew she was right on the edge. Yeah, like Being of, crazy. Yeah, being crazy. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, she really is nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the next scene is just, you see the fleet, you see O on the fleet, and they're 24 hours out, and they're coming. And that's the end of part one. Um, so uh, we're going to move right into part two. We're not going to do, we'll save grades and everything for the end, I think, because it really is one episode. It's just one giant episode. Yeah. Uh, again, no flashback scene, like we talked about earlier. Correct. Uh, we find Narek, who's escaped with the help of Sultra, is uh, made his way to the board cube. And surprisingly, his sister, Narissa, is still on the cube and apparently has been the entire time. Um, which is strange to me. That they wouldn't, they wouldn't censor? How did 709 not censor? She's the board queen. She even says to Picard that I saw you guys going in the Transwarp Conduit. That's how I knew to open one on my own and come help you and all this. It's like I was connected to everything. I could see everything. Yet somehow she has a hiding place that we never, they never show us Well, on the cube. And, and Well, it was the same thing for their yeah. sensors at the Bork Queen's, uh, um, that little, that room Yeah, was off all sensors from the whole place. Yeah. That's true. So, you know, who's to say that she wasn't... Nerissa hadn't created one of her own yeah. or something? I, I don't know. I was just... it was a, It's a plot hole that they don't answer. Because you don't see the room. All she says is says that it has an ocean view to Narek, and that's all you hear. Yeah. And you have no idea. How? 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 So I'm pointing out the plot hole. Because um, <laughs> I'm like, I, I just don't understand. Um, then we switch to Picard, to Soji. Uh, basically... Soji comes to Picard to check on Picard and basically Soji's saying I don't have any choice here. I have no choice. I have to do this. I'm basically saying I'm sorry I have to do this. I have to kill all the organics. I have the, the, I have no choice. Yep. And Picard hits her back with the no choice seems to me as a lack of imagination because your salvation is our annihilation and basically it's kind of hit, trying to yeah. sway her back. Yeah. As he, as he often does. And uh, she's looking at Soji's looking at it as these are my people. Right. And and Picard's looking at it more as you've been with us. Right. We're your people. people. Not not them. You not are them. part yeah. of us. Yeah. 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 You're an extension of us, whatever you want to call it. Um <laughs> 
So we switch back to Narek. He takes grenades to blow up what he tells his sister. He's going to blow up the orchids anyway. <coughs> and then he gets followed off by Elnor. Follows him out. There's nothing much else there other than the two brother and sisters somehow know that they probably won't see each other again. That's about the only other thing you get. Um, I'm going to hold off to later, but we'll talk more about that. Um, Roth, then we switch to Rafi and Rio. Uh, they end up using this synth imagination tool to fix their ship, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, yeah, that was I very did too. Star Trek-y. I did too. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, okay. So they got this like little giant holographic generator, and it creates a tool. You just have to think about it yeah. in order to fix something. I thought it was pretty badass, I, honestly. Yeah, I thought it was neat. Um, so I just, Otherwise, I was going to skip over it, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, then Narek ends up convincing Rio, Rafi, and Elnor to help him destroy the beacon slash portal to the ASL um, which is the against the alliance of synth life um, and then Narek, then they kind of switch to like a, uh, a like a campfire scene and you have they're all sitting around the campfire and Narek decides to start describing what they, he calls Gamadon which is basically their Armageddon and he talks about the monsters and the beasts and He's basically, it's like their version of Revelation yeah. in, in uh, the Bible, I guess. Yeah. And, he, you know, you start hearing about how the first sister would beat on a drum, her heart bursts, but this drum is made of the skin of children and all this weird stuff. Um, and he talks about the beast that'll come from the crack in the sky and how they will feast on the blood of the organic. Yeah, and it goes on and on and on. Um, but the interesting part about this whole this whole uh, tale of, of their Armageddon tale is he's not viewing it as mythology or even necessarily a future warning, which is how we kind of look at our Armageddon in the Bible, right? From, or other tales of Armageddon and other religions. We all look at it as a future warning. He's actually looking at it. He says, I, he has some, he basically says I, he's looking at it as history. Correct, which is very very interesting. Well, um, not, well, I think I think it was more it was more along the lines of um, what well, Shazam. Shazam, okay. Okay, so um, if you're if you're familiar with the DC the DC comic movie mm -hmm. Shazam, yeah. where this battle took place mm -hmm. uh, between good and evil. Yep. Right, and the good was able to prevail, and evil was put into these statues yes right for millions of thousands of years whatever yep. and then the guardian would keep coming through yep. and being replaced to take care of everything right. and then eventually during you know during the movie those demons are released yeah they get out yeah. and you know the seven deadly sins or whatever they're released and they get out um and that's the way i viewed this as i did too was as it is history well, it's um, ancient history, but it, but it was it was stopped because there's some reason right. we don't know how we don't know how it was stopped, right? And so it is part of history. Um, but it's it's almost as if like he views it as his exact history without realizing. Well, then how am I here? Yeah, it, it's it's like and he he even goes history repeats itself, and that's what he's trying to revenge. I mean, ancient past according to his mythology. Is going to happen again mm -hmm. and that's what he's trying to stop and that's the whole reason that they're they're crazy um the driven mad so. mad by it um what i it, what i 
so to me this opens up all kinds of possibilities in world building if we take a just a second to pause and think about this from a world building perspective does this mean like you said does this mean that it's a something a battle that happened in this galaxy or in this universe or in these let's just call it this um dimension okay this, okay. this okay, okay. Uh, i got you is it that did it happen long time ago in, the, in that in the, in this timeline, or is this maybe is this a parallel dimension? Because we do have parallel dimensions in Star Trek. We have the mirror universe. You know, we've seen that well, played that, out. Well, see, that was my other yeah. thing. It was like, are they going to try to tie this Gamadon into Discovery? They could, because Discovery is going through time. Yeah. Is is Gamadon one of the things that Discovery is going to? find out happened and why Starfleet's disappeared. At least that's what we think happens in season three. Yeah, or or is or is Discovery the reason why Gamadon ends? Maybe. And that's why we have never heard of Discovery before they re rebooted the they really before they relaunched essentially revamped Star yeah. Trek for yeah. Because we've got alternate time, you know, Star Trek's all about alternate timelines, they're about alternate dimensions. There's they are now. They are now. <laughs> um so there's what I'm saying is this ASL is presents itself as a from a world building perspective for a second. You could you could take this and you can run with it. Essentially you've opened up a whole new series of events, storylines, possibilities, ideas, especially if they're as powerful as they, they claim to be. Well yeah, I mean like even even if you just make one one series or um, like one season of just battling them just the battles or, or just the just or the, even even just teasing yeah the just idea. just the asl mm -hmm. or you could do um if they really wanted to they could probably start up a comic they could books with, with books with I'm novels you, with the asl and stuff there's all kinds of possibilities here and, and i can all it's going to take is one person to go like me and you and just start thinking about it and all of a sudden you're like huh okay 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 and you got all kinds of Star Trek possibilities. You can take Star Trek into places it's never been before. Um, Did you just really say to pull the go where no one has gone before? <laughs> but I'm um, <laughs> so anyway. Just food for thought there for a second, because I thought that by him saying that one, there's that one line that it's history and that history repeats itself. There you go. All kinds of uh, uh, possibilities. Um. Then we switch to Alton. Soon he sees that Sultra actually killed Ar Arcana with Narek's help, which leads him to either disable or he kills Sultra. I can't. I'm calling it an EMP. It's like he. he it actually looks like a little tiny um, fuse in his hand that he breaks <laughs> to me. But is it some sort of android disabling EMP, or is it actually the actually killer? Uh, I. I don't know because these androids seem to die pretty easily. I, I, yeah, that's. I mean, but we we don't know because we don't we don't see it. But we, who knows? We could go like next season and then them say, "I, I just reactivated." Or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, it, it was just interesting. Um, then Seven of Nine gets her little battle with Narissa, who eventually she eventually kills her. Um, Which we knew would happen. Yeah, and then. I'm sorry. This is where I've got a. This is one of my major problems with the series, and even the end. The Borg ship. Why was it even there to, to be? At the, why was it there? Um, why Why was it there? It was basically there to use long range sensors. That's basically it. I I don't. 
I, I don't understand the Borg involvement necessarily in this entire series, other than to keep us off our our toes as to where the story's going. Well, no, it was it was about it was about redemption for the X-Borg and and their um, their transformation back from being what we assumed is the bad guy, the Borg, yeah. to being XBs with actual purposes and stuff when they met them on the ship, where they were being you know revamped and and brought basically given back to their life with still that connection there and so we, and we also it also gave us seven of nine it did which I, which was cool to because see because we, we also we always wondered what happened to her what would happen what happened to her also what would happen to her if she went back to the board yeah and here she became the queen and you watch her eyes turn black yeah and you watch you watch her take over and then it was like then it was one of those would she give up that power yeah you know being the board queen because yeah. we knew what the board queen does yeah. yeah so i mean it was so i i think for us the the, the whole borg thing was a kind of like a a redemption kind of turning them more so from a villain from previous movies like previous shows yeah. into more of a um a civilization kind of like starting off yes. their own civilization yes. i guess i just i i was expecting more i guess i was expecting oh, no i agree it, it was just very a lot of it fell flat the whole Borg storyline. I thought the whole thing felt flat. The, <laughs> the way Hugh died. Uh, Hugh's kind of a big character. I mean, well, to me anyway. Hugh I, wasn't a huge character, but he was one of those was, like. Yeah, and they killed him off, and it was like, eh, I, I don't know. I, it's one of my problems with the series, um, and that, and I'll just leave it at that, I guess, and not, I'll I'll leave the rest for my final thoughts. But it's, it was just, I don't know. It felt very pointless. Um, so the Romulan fleet finally shows up. Uh, they release their orchids, uh, which I think they ended up having like 15 or something. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't many. <laughs> and they ended up only taking out 18 out of the 218 ships, which I thought was, I thought it would take out more than that. But, um, yeah. Um, and then Picard decides to take Rio's ship and reach out to Soji. He's basically trying to lead by example. Because um, he's sacrificing. He says, I'm giving you my life to make you change your mind. Um, because he looks at him, he goes, they are, that they are still children. And, you know, how do you teach children sometimes? Right. By example. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's basically what he does. I mean, and he, he, uh, it was cool to see him use kind of the, the Picard maneuver um, illusion trick. It didn't, doesn't work for very long, but it is kind of cool to see him throw that back in there a mm -hmm. little bit, or a form of it, I thought. Um, and then the cool part happens. Starfleet finally shows up um, with an equal amount of new heavily armored ships, with which was very cool, which I, lo I loved, and a lot of Star Trek fans loved, I know, is to see Riker at command of the fleet uh, in protection of Capellus. Um, and then they show Picard making for, using the first contact plea for transmission um, you know, to cover them, which I, I don't know about you. How did you feel about seeing the, not only the, all the, the whole new heavily armed Starfleet fleet, fleet <laughs> right. of ships, but Picard or having Riker at command, I thought was a really cool nod to the fans or at least. Oh, a, I thought it was a very cool nod to the fans. I really enjoyed, like, you know me though. I'm always about the ships. Yeah. Even, even in Star, Star Wars, I'm all about the ships. Yeah. Um, you know, and to see them all show up like that, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, to see Riker in charge is really cool. Now, what I thought would have been really cool 
Yeah. Is if you would have had Riker in charge of one, Jordy in charge of one. No, I mean, like, all different captains. You know, all different captains of the next generation. Basically, the next generation taking over. E- evolving. Yes. To the next level. I thought that would have been freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I know next, on season two, we do get. Jordy, I think. We get, and <laughs> Worf, I think. We, we're getting Jordy, we're getting Worf, we're getting Whoopi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds like a interesting joke all right yeah. go ahead. but anyway we're getting we're getting those guys we're getting those guys back but i just thought it would be cool to see basically picard's protégés all take the next uh, e- even seeing um even even to see wesley yeah as something as something you yeah. know what i mean yeah or, or seeing wesley behind Riker mm-hmm. as his number one well wesley kind of goes off on his own little journey at, in, in next gen and he's off doing whatever but, right but but, but, you know, yeah. but you know what i mean like it would have been, it'd been cool it'd be cool to see to see that kind of stuff happen like to see him come back yeah. um but i really enjoyed that part i would have enjoyed it more had there been a battle yes yes and not just uh just I'm sorry. And turn around and go <laughs> a lot you were, of build-up yeah, i know because you were they were they were so like we're that's what we're gonna do and there you're that close and all of a sudden you're gonna go oh, okay we're sorry bye yeah well like because she turns off because eventually picard gets through to soji so she turns off the beacon. Although the beacon opens up and we do get to see a little bit of this ALS yeah. monster, which looks like a bunch of s- snakes. And I, it kind of reminded me of the Borg meets Terminator. Um, what remind, what, yeah. yeah, actually, I was going to say, it reminded me of like a Terminator meets that scene in Avengers where te- where the they all come out oh, <laughs> over New York City. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay. got a little bit of that. Yeah, But you do get to see it for a second. you know, And it does look like they're in another dimension or something yes. and that's how and, and, and it also reminded like as it reminded me as a watch just like Narek had said the thing opens in the sky uh, and, and the, the monsters and the beasts come, come out. out it's yeah. like there it is and, and it was you know you know i wonder if not to take dc again but i wonder if they're trapped they somehow get trapped in some sort of phantom zone phantom zone yeah and i wonder makes you wonder and then somebody who gets left behind one of them less builds this system and leaves this message to start it all over again right you know i, I don't know the followers of the of, of, the, of, the, ALL, of the asl asl, ASL yeah. not als that that would be wrong <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah but basically picard at the end leaves gives soji the choice essentially he goes the choice is yours he's sacrificing his life and she chooses to turn off the beacon mm-hmm. um and then the monsters are you know are gone they get they don't make their way out of the portal um and then as soon as that happens picard's brain function is what just what they call it brain abnormality finally reaches its end and um yeah picard basically picard dies of passes away from his brain abnormality but he's surrounded by his crew and some friend and his friends and and from this point on, and I don't know how you feel about it, Brian, but uh, at this point, I think this is, I think Picard's dead. The Picard we know is dead. Mm. I don't know about any, we'll talk about what happens next, but what do you think? Uh, I did feel like they were, that's how they were going to end, like, that's, they were just going to end him. Mm-hmm. Although, in the back of my mind, I always knew they were going to do the other way around. Yeah. But I did feel that that was like, like he was dead. Now, I did think like one of my other one of my other theories was was when he died um he would have got a jump start because you had talked about 
data those data mm -hmm. and I th maybe he get a jump start from data from data and come back to life mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't the case but I I don't know how I feel about this whole thing but they've been doing they've been doing the uh, dies and comes back to life dies and come back to life for so many times with on agents of shield with Colson <laughs> that I just I'm, I guess I was it takes away from its importance I think when they do well, that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. takes away from its importance yeah. I would agree um, but uh, but yeah it's so you get this so he, he he's gone you get two nice little morning scenes one with seven and nine and Rio's drinking some alcohol together and then you get Rafi and Elnor and Elnor basically just crying on Rafi's shoulder yeah and then they switch to Picard with data uh, so apparently Picard his brain had been scanned before all his functions ceased uh, they were able to map it and they basically took him and put him inside to this machine with data where data's memories were stored because apparently they found one of data's neurons in B4 the B4 unit where Maddox was able to just like he said in theory extrapolate his entire memory from yep. and basically there's this nice conversation between data and Picard in this what do you I guess holographic construct or something yeah, that's what I, yeah, we yeah. Call that, yeah yeah um, and you know and, and basically Picard gets to or at least the map version of his brain gets to have a conversation with um, yeah the one last with, one last with, goodbye with data. With, with data and basically and data gets to get his one his one, one wish. wish so which I don't agree with but um, but yeah so so Picard basically it's all about how data gave up his life for for Picard all the way going back to the movies and and then how he wished he was him and not him and then data kind of sets him straight and goes well you know did you did you mind did you not did you mind giving up your life for Soji he's like no of course not and they kind of have like a reasoning moment what do yeah. you think about this the scene with data just for now just for that that scene will stop Oh, I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked that scene. I thought it was I thought it was good back and forth. Now, what I wish would have happened would have been a um, two things that I think would have been neat. Two ways that they could have handled it. One would have been that there was a second golem that we didn't see. Yeah. And they put data into one, put Picard in the other. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The other thing I think would have been neat is if they would have pulled data and Picard both out. And put him into the golem together. Together, <laughs> and they would have had a, a dual personality. Well, not, not supposed to dual personality, but they would have had the knowledge together. Together. Mm, yeah, my might have been okay with that. Because maybe. then, because then it wouldn't so much have been a like what we're gonna do where they say, "Oh, we also gave a life expectancy on the body," and it was like, yeah. "Wait, what?" Yeah. So Picard gets put into Alton's. Gollum. Which, which could live forever. Which can live forever, but they put a certain time stamp on him based on what how long he they think he would have lived anyway had he not had the brain abnormality, which at the time he's 94, so you know, yeah. probably not too much longer. Yeah, it was so stupid. I was, like, uh, I was like, what? No superpowers. He doesn't have super strength or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, like, <laughs> wait a minute. What? You're synthetic, but you have no super strength. No, no. You're completely, you're about as human as you can be, except you're not human. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny, like, we even made you have to get up to go to the bathroom four times a night <laughs> and then of course before Data leaves Data says he wants to be turned off and he and his his excuse and I, I don't necessarily agree with this but 
he personally, I, was, I don't agree with it at all, but he says in order to cherish things, things have to come to an end. Um, if you cherish friendships, if you cherish these things through life, well, you can only be cherished if there's an end. And so they use that excuse for basically for Data to ask for Picard to take him offline. Um, and they do, and they show Data kind of aging, and he passes. With an actual, uh, with, and it's interesting because a version of Picard in, in his next generation outfit shows up and holds Data's hand at the end. But Picard's outside turning everything off. Yeah, well, that was, that the was. Gollum Picard is that, turning things off. That, that was Data's memory. Is it? Yeah, it was Data's memory. Maybe. Having, you know, because when they, they said, you know, the, the whole thing, like, is, you know, a lot of people say when you die, you see things. Mm -hmm. And the most important things come to you when you're dying. Yeah. And um, so that was the most important thing to Data was Picard. Mm -hmm. So he sees Picard there as his helping him on his journey mm -hmm. and being there for the last thing. I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought the other thing that was cool was that that song that they played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, was actually sung by. Data uh, in the movie, yeah. Well, but but um, no, but it was sung by Soji. Oh, was it? No. Yeah, like the actress. Yeah. She actually sang that because she has a background in music, and she actually sang that song. I downloaded it on my phone. Blue skies. Yeah. yeah. But actually, she sang that song for the TV show. See, I actually think that's the real Picard. Um, that's the way I looked at it. So. You looked at what is the real Picard? The real Picard showed up. The real Picard showed up. The in spirit Data's of Picard mind. showed up in Data. And help data on, and the and, and the data and the card that's in the thing is not Picard. He's just a copy. Okay, that's how I view it. Okay, but that's my my two cents. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Yeah, I mean, it could be. But yeah, I did not like how they decided to end data. I, I get it that data wanted to. It completes his arc of being more human, but eh. it, I to me it it's it doesn't work because I think he could they could bring that character back. I feel like you know what I feel like what happened. I feel like well. I gotta save some of this for my final thoughts. But That's what we're on. Yeah, there's a little. Well, okay, fine. We're on to final thoughts. Um, <laughs> we're on final thoughts. Go for it. We'll just transition here. Um, yeah, I feel like Data had much more to give, um, especially with the synths out there. Could bring him back to help lead his people, that are basically all his descendants. The, um, instead, they give us this Alton Soon character to take his place. I feel like Brett Spiner, who plays Data, obviously didn't want to wear the makeup anymore and got his way and still got to be... He gets to be a human now, and now he doesn't have to do all the, the things. The thing is, though, if they can make Picard look exactly the same as he did as an android, they can do the same for Data. And Brett Spiner doesn't have to wear all the crazy makeup and the, and the contacts. And he can still play Data. I, I don't... I just, yeah, I, I, it, it, it bugs me. I think there's so much more you can do with the Data character, especially if Picard's going to have a season two, and maybe that'll be what season two is about. I have no idea, but if they can put wrinkles in Picard, damn it, they can put wrinkles on Data. I, 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 I yeah, I, I also feel like this this show was rewritten. I feel like this episode was rewritten as they were filming it. I think they had. I think my theory of Data being in Picard's head was an actual plot line in this. I really do, especially with Picard saying, "Thanks everybody for coming. I want to thank everybody for coming." I, 
I just don't see them throwing in a random line like that for nothing. To me, that's proof that that was the storyline or that was going to be part of the storyline. And for whatever reason, they decided to make a hard left um, and go this other direction. I don't like the idea of Picard, Captain Picard becoming Admiral Picard, retired, whatever you want to call him, Picard in general. I don't like him being a golem. I don't like him being a synth. It, it just, I don't like any idea of it. Part of what makes Picard Picard is his, 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 his ability to die, his uh, mortality. I don't know. I just, the whole thing, the whole thing for me... Yeah, I. Well, yeah, it's it's his, it's his whole it's his whole. He's willing to sacrifice himself, himself, and you know that he could die. Right. So when him, when he says, "I'll do this," I'm going to go down with my ship, or I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know that he's he's putting it all on the line. As a Sith, you're like, Sith. Yeah. 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 I keep saying Sith. Sith, I do too. <laughs> but, but as a Sith, you know he, he's he's not like that. You don't, yes, yes, you, he has a, He apparently has a, an end date on a ticker. He's on some sort of a a, a time ticker, but. It just takes away. I feel like they, they took Picard and now we're left with a carbon copy of Picard who's nothing more than a logical carbon copy of him with who's now searching for a soul. And that's that's exactly how I feel about about it. I I I I reluct Ooh. I give this if I had to grade this this these final two episodes, I give it a C. So you think that's why we're getting whoopy in the next one? To restore Picard's soul? Because that's what they always had. They always had their talks on the. Whoopi was always at the bar. You know, she's the bartender. She was always talking about spiritual souls and blah 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 and this and that. Yeah, maybe it would be it would be something. They have to do something to right the ship. But as far as my final grade for these last two episodes, it's a C. It's my lowest grade for the entire series. Going into this series, I had the series as a whole at about a B plus. This drags it drags it down to a C plus. Uh, as a whole, I, that's how much I did not like these final two episodes. And yeah, I'm tearing it a new one, um, but I feel like it deserves it. Um, Brian, what's your take? Uh, so mine, mine final is C plus for the series. Um, like you said, there was so much potential that they wasted. Um, I was, my thing was, I was hoping to see more adventures. Um, and uh, what we got to see was more or less a. Uh, um, a movie that, that the movie that what, couldn't even b basically make a movie and they drug it out over 10 episodes um, I thought it was slow uh, and, and they just inserted things at the end of episodes to keep us excited waiting for the next episode um, like like ooh this could happen or ooh this could happen and they did a whole the whole, the whole episode was kind of crap until you get to the very end of it and it's like <gasps> ooh like, like the battle scene that never happened or, you know, those those kind of things. Um, what else do I have here? I have, uh, I said, I was hoping for something more along the lines of next next generation and got something more along the lines of Picard's journey to senior citizenry and <laughs> death. Um, I wanted Data way earlier than what we got him. Like you said, he could have been so much part of this. How do you have an entire series based on synthetic life forms and Data's not there? Yeah, he's just um, in the background. I said, um, I, I really, I did like the, com the completion of humanity with getting his death scene. That was nice. Um, although I wanted to be able to be like, he got his death scene, he died, but then got turned right back on. That would be good. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, he's like, there you go. Now you'll be able to feel what death was like. Now and, then, and, then, and then him be like, okay, I don't want to experience that again. 
And then he has that fear of death in him going forward. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Um, I wrote these notes last night in case you guys were <laughs> just wondering why I'm looking at my phone here. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I wanted the, the very like one of the ending lines to be like Ricard saying, "Okay, there's how death feels." Now that you know, let's go do other adventures. You know, yeah. let's go, let's go oh, do awesome. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to get us set up the second series. Um, if I had to choose between Picard and Discovery on which Star Trek, and I, I call them revivals, mm -hmm. um, because they're not reboots. They're not. They're, it's basically like, a, like like Star Trek was fizzling out. Yeah. And this is more like a revival into pulp culture, like trying to get make them more relevant again. So I'm going to call them revival series. Um, okay. Um, I think that uh, Discovery. Um, was better at this point. Um, I feel well, and it, it, is that fair? Because Discovery's already had two seasons. Do I feel more vested in because of that reason? Uh, no, I, I thought about that long and hard because I was like, well, maybe it's because I just feel more vested because I've had more seasons of it. Um, but I, I did feel that with Discovery, we were given um, um, it was the expectations with Discovery. We didn't have any expectations. We were just trying to figure out how it tied in. Yeah. Right. With with um, with Picard, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, including myself, we wanted Next Generation 2.0. Yeah. Uh, right. And yeah. instead we got instead we <laughs> instead we got Next Generation last week on the Blockbuster shelf before they closed. <laughs> um, <laughs> the retirement. Community. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, don't get me wrong. I, I really want. I can't wait to see next season and all the stuff they bring back to tie in the next generation, the fan service, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'd be nice to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'd like to see more missions, mm -hmm. like more individual missions, like they did for Next Generation, as opposed to a one whole story, story arc. arc. Or, or they do one of those like one whole story arc for the whole season, but they have many many episodes that kind of take us in that direction, as opposed to one long slow movie divided into ten parts. Okay. Um, that, that 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 that's my grade would be C plus for the whole for the whole series series yeah, so far. Unfortunately, yeah. um, Discovery. Uh, I'm really I'm waiting to see this season three. I think that's good. It's gonna be the make or break for me. Yeah. Right now, I'm sitting with solid B plus. Okay. For the Discovery series, only because of some of the stuff that they've been able to tie in, and a lot of the a lot of the questions that fans have had with like the whole canon thing, like oh well that wouldn't happen because. If they're based from them, then they wouldn't have those uniforms or whatever. And they've been able to fix all those little things. And like, oh, well, they time travel to this, and they have this, and this. That's why we don't see them. That's why time travel. Yeah, yeah that's, they're time traveling. That, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, that's why. Um, oh, uh, Captain Kirk and the original Enterprise. That's why their uniforms look so different from Discovery. Discoveries, and why we didn't know about Discovery until. You know, it, it it fixed a lot of that stuff that people were worried about. Like, if this is how this is going, how 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 does this not happen? Okay, well, let me play devil's advocate with you for one second. Yeah. So you said because Discovery had two seasons and this one only has one. So let's just look at it from Discovery season one versus Picard season one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, th I thought originally yeah. if that that was the case, like yeah. I only liked Discovery more because I was more vested because it had two seasons. Yeah, that's not the case. It's not going okay. back and just looking at season one versus season one. Discovery still wins. Still, you think? Discovery still wins. Like you can oh. go back on our, our review, I still gave it a higher grade. Mm -hmm. Like I really enjoyed that series. S season two of that, I really enjoyed that series. Mm -hmm. 
card just felt flat, and I think it was because of our expectations of it felt flat at the end for me. I was, I was, I was, like, I was Picard. Was... Even when we were watching the very beginning, and we were watching the first first episode. We're like, "Ooh, Picard!" And you're like, "Oh, wait, he just gave up." Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I was okay with that because I was, I knew that was going to be a plot line going forward. In fact, I was, I was with you. I was like, right, I'm, I'm on this, I'm on this, I'm on this, all the way up through episode eight. I was like, man, okay, okay, we're, we're, we're kicking butt here, and, and then we hit this, this, this damn finale, and it just. Yeah, it was like uh, here's here's this build up to this big battle coming. And it's gonna be it's gonna be all these ships against the against the Rom. Okay, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. And then all of a sudden it was like, that's it, we're done. It was it was basically a standoff. They turned turned their head and ran. It well, the, it was not only that, but it was. But that's what that, that's so much more going on there. That but right, yeah. but that's the way the whole thing felt for me. It was like it was like it's build up, build up, build up, <laughs> and they get to the very end. They're like. Nah, here's how this ends, here's how this ends, here's how this ends. Okay, yeah. goodbye, thanks for coming. It would have been nice to see the two fleets engage a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, it could have been budget restraints, who knows. But Well, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what it was, was budget, budget restraints. restraints but that's what a lot of these issues yeah. that we have as fans, yeah. when we're watching, we're like, why wouldn't you just do that? Yeah. Like, why didn't you do this? Just do it. Yeah. Just, who, kill, who cares if a couple ships get blown up here or there? I mean, it would be cool. But yeah, but it's yeah. but it's a it's a, a monetary issue for them. Like, yeah. it would cost us. We could either have them all come up together, and just replicate the same ship over and over and over again. Well, that was the other thing I was gonna say about Starfleet is it was the same ship. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was. Hodgepodge. I thought it was Picard's, uh, but the Picard maneuver it was all just, and it was just Riker. Yeah. Uh, Not I'm a whole doing, bunch of oh, ships. I'm doing the whole, the yeah, I thing. thought it was just Riker, and it was a bunch of mirages. Uh, okay, gotcha. And oh, I was cool. like, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, yeah. like, it was just Picard and Riker versus all. The, yeah. Like, if they, and if they would have went away, yeah. and then they would have turned it off. Picard turn, it was just, turn Riker turns it off. Yes, that would have been better. <laughs> that would have been funny. Would've yeah, that, that. would have been better than, you know, because then it would have been like the student learned from the teacher and he used it. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I think we, we've we've given a pretty good review here. We're well over an hour, and it was an hour show, so or two hour, two hours, two hours to one hour. So yeah. But two I will, you know, I will say this: uh, despite my tearing apart of the of the, the the finale, I am looking forward to season two. Uh, um, you know, obviously, I think there's going to be a little bit of a break with the COVID thing, but uh, hopefully, they get season two in uh, as a. Uh, which McCullough just turned 80 years old, so. Right, yeah. <laughs> Please, COVID, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, we, all we're currently Before getting. Before he died, really died. All we're currently getting is uh, Patrick Stewart yeah. reading poems on Facebook. Yeah, right. Which is fine, but, you know, I'd like a little bit more than that. All right. All right, Brian. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Hey, yeah, thanks for being back, man. It's, yeah. it's good to be back. It is good to be back. It's great to be back. It feels good to be back. All right, so uh, with that, uh, my this is B. Willie saying, um, "Live long and prosper." Ooh, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs>